I've never seen Tom Brady let loose like he did after uh, he got drunk. He was throwing the trophy. I don't know if you saw him throw the trophy. I did see that. That's actually not the first time I've seen um, the legendary drunk Tom Brady, you know, the sauce Tom Brady. He, um, the other times I can remember, because that was funny, they showed him like being helped off the boat. Yeah, right? I was gonna say, he looked, he looked like a little kid. I've never, he yeah. looked maybe 24. That's that champion. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he does look a little younger, but, uh, he had that champion, drunk champion glow to him, you know? Um, but yeah, he's a. Uh, have seen him sauce at the Kentucky Derby, I believe it was. It was the same day. I think I want to say it was the same day as the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. And they interviewed him at the Pacquiao fight, and he was drunk as hell. I think he had his shades on. But um, Good old Tom. That game. It's a goat right there. That's yes. our quarterback. Even if he's in Tampa, that's still our quarterback. That's my quarterback. That's right, yeah. You need like a T.O. drop that's right there. That's my quarterback. Because that's what he is. That, you know, that reminds me right there. I read somewhere today that, uh, is it Mike Tannenbaum, the guy who used to be the GM for the Jets? He was on some random show. I don't know if it was on ESPN or Fox Sports, but mm-hmm. um, he made a prediction. They asked him to make a bold prediction, and he said Deshaun Watson to the Patriots. And <laughs> didn't stop there. Belichick versus Brady Super Bowl. He says he doesn't think... Belichick's not gonna let the opportunity of Deshaun Watson be in there. Like, I hope like he's gonna do whatever it takes to get him. I hope. And, and I was like, Ooh, that's if, a that's kind of bold. And that's a guy who used to work in the division, so he's mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That's not just someone saying that on TV. That's what he actually believes. So I thought that was interesting. And a Tom Brady and Bill Belichick Super Bowl would be would be the highest rated Super Bowl ever. Yeah, I was gonna say, and it'd be the Brady versus Mahomes. Like, it, there's so many. Yeah. No, that would. I be, wish there was a problem. Like, how the fuck are they talking about the Patriots before the Super Bowl? So we should probably get to the Super Bowl. It smells electric. It, whatever. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brady is New England, regardless of if he just won with Tampa Bay. And that game was a shock. I'm, I yeah. You, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. I think when you look back at it with the tackles out, you're gonna be like, oh, okay. No, it makes, kind of should expect that. It but makes everybody, sense. every single buddy was like, it's still Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. They're going to do their thing, you know? No, it made sense as, as to why, like, schematically it made sense. Because, especially what JPP and Shaq Barrett did the two weeks before versus Aaron Rodgers. So, it made sense schematically. But you it expect just, if, them to come out and, you know, match them. If you just told me that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs were not going to put up a single touchdown, I and I would have just said no. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have even, like, listened to the comment. I would have just dismissed it. Mahomes is running for his life that whole second half. I mean, also, that's, it was smart. They just blitzed on every third down, and you know it fucked them up. I still think they could have made adjustments, but well, they could have. They they only protected with five, like mm-hmm. the entire game. I think it was like ninety two percent of the time they protected with five people. Like, why not slide a fullback there, or like keep your running back in, or and do not go something. so vertical to where you're having like holding the ball for seven seconds. Like, like just get some quick releases. You got uh, Tyree Mikko, Kill, yeah, Tyree <laughs> Kill and Miko Hartman. You can just throw screens at them. Sammy Watkins know. can run routes. So like, and it seemed like uh, Edward Zelaire. Seemed like any time they gave him a carry, it was a positive. Yeah, carry, he was running just fine. It, it just—it was a weird Super Bowl. It was another one where, like, once it got away, I was like, ah, whatever. You know, it was a boring yeah. Super Bowl. It was cool. First stress-free Tom Brady Super Bowl that we ever got. To have oh yeah. Once he's off the team, but uh, yeah. Mahomes also made the single greatest throw I think I've ever seen in my life. That was an incompletion. I don't. He's had like some. He had at least five of the best incompletions I've ever seen. Like, he was sideways. Completely, like he, was shortstop he was completely horizontal with the ground, 
34 yards down the field and hit his running back in the eye. There was that one, one of the defenders like swung him around. He stayed up and he was like falling out of bounds and still had it on a dime to yeah. his receiver. Uh, yeah, that was Byron Pringle in the back of the end zone. Because I, I thought Pringle caught it one-handed, but it showed that he hit off the ground. But no, he was... Pff. Mahomes was on another level in a loss. I mean, he made a few bad throws, but like, I mean, another level in the sense of I don't care who you are. There are not people, anyone ever making those throws. Like some of them Aaron Rodgers can make or some of them maybe Marino or Elway or something. But there's a couple throws there that only Patrick Mahomes ever is going to make. And I'll say that until I see different. I hope people aren't shit on Mahomes because, you know, he went out there again without two of his offensive linemen and, you know, got the shit beat out of him. Like that's really all that happened. Like he... There was not much he could do. It's not like he he played a bad game, but it's not like you know he played a bad game. Like it was a team effort. He made had a few no th- time. You know what yeah, I mean? I was like, say he made a few throws, couple throws that were like eh, a little was, questionable. But the like, Chiefs as a whole, that was like their first bad game in two years, and it just happened to be the that Super was, Bowl. That, really. was, that was their that's maybe the worst game they've ever played. And shouts to the Bucks defense because they they were the show, oh, much yeah. like their last Super Bowl team, their 2002 team that. Their defense is legendary for that, and a similar blowout, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was that. I think the Raiders scored a touchdown though against that legendary mm, defense. That's, that's that's crazy that Mahomes did not score, like you said. Yeah, I'd, if Harrison or Harrison Bucker three field goals, like I think fantasy wise, other than Travis Kelsey, he was the best play. Which weird game <laughs> again, very very weird. But congrats to the Buccaneers, Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, Frank. Grunk. A.B., former A-B. Pat's great A.B. Oh, I was going to say, it was Pat's great and Leonard Fournette who Tom Brady wanted to score and all, doing all whatever they wanted to on the field. Yeah, it's six and a half rings for us, you know? Seven, or yeah, six and a half. Oh, I'm counting it as seven. It's an honorary one. I can't, I can't give it the <laughs> I'll full I'll put an asterisk next bucks, to it. But, but you know, six and a half. I'll put an asterisk next to it, but I want seven. I A.B., like Tommy, and Gronk. But I like that number. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll get, we'll get our true seventh soon. Which, by the way, if we get Deshaun, then yeah. People brought up my preseason prediction of us being in the AFC Championship game and the the Chiefs having a bit of a little bit of a struggle of a year. Mm -hmm. I said hangover. That one I forgot. Like the AFC Championship Patriots, I truly believe. Like I truly believe that could happen. But like, I can't even believe I said that they were going to have a Super Bowl hangover. Like that's that's I don't know. (laughs) That's funny though. Yeah, I was a little. I must have been really hype on the Patriots. Oh no, it was it was exact the day we got Cam Newton and it was like you just got the best birthday present of your life and so and I'm you, still all about Cam. I mean, as people know, we've talked yeah, about it, but it was like you were pumped and then you came you're like Chiefs are coming to us and I was like wait a minute I don't know about I I like the addition I don't know if we're Chiefs good yet I'm ready for I'm ready for this offseason but I am too we get to Sean Watson I may be making proclamations like that I promise you yeah I didn't really get to follow up on this last time but um why the hell do you think Tom Brady would retire after this because um, there's no incentive that, no, or it, no indication that he's going to retire. No, he's not going to retire. And I really, I genuinely, like, I don't think he's going to retire at all. I just was thinking to myself, maybe if you have a all-time great kind of moment like that, because it was only based off purely the moment. It was kind of like a, you know, maybe, maybe I'll end my career on that. It's maybe just kind of a great ending on a great moment instead of a great kind of ending on like a downslope. But honestly, like there's no reason for him to retire. I genuinely don't think so. But I thought it was, if that was to happen, I just 
thought that would be almost kind of cool for him to be like, yeah, 35-yard touchdown to Mike Evans back of the end zone, and I'm hanging him up. This is my belief now after they won Sunday, because I really did not expect them to win this year. I expected if Brady was able to stay healthy through this year, like no major injury, and assuming he doesn't you know, fall off a cliff, because mm-hmm. that could happen one of these days. But Max who knows Kellerman. when the fuck that'll be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I truly think he wasn't expecting to win this year either. Like, maybe not as much as he would have next year. Mm-hmm. But they get seven. He gets seven, right? Yeah. I think I think he's going to try to win ten. Because they're going to be better next year. I think he's not... Like, if he can stay healthy and really... Like, he's going to end up playing his contract into 45, right? Yeah. He, and there's next no... Next year, I was going to say, it was a two-year contract. So, this is the last year of that contract. So, he'll be 44 going into 45 as a free agent. If he looks the same at 45 into his free agency as he does now, I don't see him retiring. I really see, like, especially if he can get eight next year, which will be hard to do as we saw Mahomes didn't mm-hmm. get his repeat. But if he can somehow, like, maybe get an NFC championship, like, if he see, thinks he can really get it, I think he goes for 10. Because he, he knows that'll separate him from everybody if he gets 10. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that was a bomb on my brain. Oh, God. That's just what I believe. Knowing how he's wired watching him, I don't think he expected it. Because did you see the video of like the de- the defensive back who uh, he had his IG live? He, like, he had a locker room like, you know, mm-hmm. athletes do. Everyone was celebrating. Tom Brady was just packing, packing his bag. Just packing like, stuff up. He's like, like, yeah, this is what we do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I think once he, he saw, like, the matchup and how the defense was playing, like, he, he knew they had it. You know what I yeah. mean? And I think he knows, like. Next year's the year. They're going to be even better next year. Yeah, I was gonna He's going to be more comfortable with those weapons. Like As long as he doesn't get hit, they're going to be hard to beat. They are. Because that's what put him gonna... over the edge was you know, having Tom Brady. Like, Yeah, he threw interceptions at times, but they still won three games on the road. They'll, the probably, they'll probably lose Chris Godwin in maybe a defensive player. I think they'll try to sign. Depending and guess what? On they Shaq, just get A.B., a full say, year of A.B. next say, year. Depending on Shaq Barrett, which those will be lo- – but those are replaced. Shaq Barrett's hard, but you can get replacements for that, and they're going to have a year of continuity together, which uh, which matters clearly. But, like, it matters. I don't think people are paying enough attention to the fact that they have a relatively young Antonio Brown still. Yeah, oh, no. Because what and, is he, 31? Yeah. Around there? Like, he's – and didn't Brown, play for a year. Antonio Brown – it's eighty percent of Antonio Brown. If he can, how get, many games did he get in with the Bucks? Like nine? Uh, nine. Because towards uh, the end, including the playoffs, we, I think it was like ten. Once he caught his rhythm, he was like an impact player. Antonio Brown. Like, if you're gonna get ninety five percent of Antonio Brown, he's better than ninety nine percent of receivers in the league. If he's Brady their best receiver a, on the team. I don't Brady care about Mike Evans. I'm sorry, but like Antonio Brown. The guy who caught 137 points, like that, that Antonio Brown, if you can get 95% of that, that's an 100-catch, 1,200-yard, 8-touchdown guy on average for like the last six full seasons he played. If Brady was at 100 in 14, 15, you know, that window, mm. and 17, what's he right now? What do you think? Like a 93? I'd say anywhere from 90 to 90. The thing about... I'd probably say about a 90-ish, depending on the day. He's kind of like one of those 90s that, like, if you're in 2K, sometimes if you're having a good couple weeks, like, your rating goes up, and sometimes it can plus. I'd say around a set 90, but besides, anyways, a 90 of Tom Brady is better than 95% of the league. So, like, he's still a top eight quarterback, like, argue where he is, but he's still top eight. I hope he keeps playing, like, six years down the road and, like, 
people start doubting him because he's just going to get cheaper. Then Belichick will pop back on that, and then we can have a second <laughs> run with Tom Brady. So, <laughs> however be, it works. I'd, if I could see Tom Brady back in a Patriot uniform, I'd feel completely Like, if he gets human. injured and still wants to play, and people are like, oh, we're down, Tom Brady. Bill's going to be like... Tom, what's up? Yeah, I was gonna say, you remember, oh, he would go remember for, me. <laughs> Tom would go. I mean, Bill would go for a one-year deal on Tom, and if Tom took it, I'd be, I'd be in awe. With the incentives, like the signing bonus is like team ownership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robert Kraft gets That's one of Robert Kraft's actual honestly. son. That's Tom Brady's next move. After he retires, he's gonna buy the Patriots from Kraft. That's I, I, I bet that happens in his after football post fully buy it or just partial. I don't know. He'll have some ownership in the team. Some have, ownership of the Patriots? I would imagine so. If there's anybody who deserves it, oh, or yeah. if anybody who I could see Kraft like, giving it to him. Oh, like, some, 100%. Some sort of manner. I don't Tom know. Tom Brady's a son to Robert Kraft. Basically. And um, do you think Tom Brady would ever try to go in the booth? And would you be interested no. in that? No. No and no. No, no Tom's not. Tom's not. Tom's kind of corny. I love Tom Brady. He's just kind of, you know, he's not Peyton Manning. Like, Peyton Manning's kind of funny. Real personable, which Tom's personable, but I mean, mm. he's not. He's not the personality that like Philip Rivers or Peyton or, Manning are. Or, I, I'd love yeah. to see Philip Rivers in the booth. Apparently, he's going to go to high school coaching, which I could see that too. Yeah, he has so many kids, right? <laughs> he'll but, watch uh, all. He'll watch all of his kids go up through the <laughs> through the ranks. Weirdly, Philip Rivers is one of my non like favorite, non Tom Brady favorite quarterbacks. You mm. know, I don't know why I would have to. He's just one. Non-Tom I was gonna say Brady, he's just one of your. <laughs> he's one of my favorite. You made it sound like Tom Brady was like a seven players. Because <laughs> I used to not like Philip Rivers, and then I I don't know started liking him throughout his career, gained his respect, and he talks shit without swearing, which is funny. Dang, gummit! I don't know how. Hey, he does hey, it. well, well. Even know what you're seeing out there? Dang, nabbit! <laughs> <laughs> all right, Phil, calm down, Phil. It's all right. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Andrew? Andrew Frank. Hello? Andrew? I fell asleep. Did I lose you? Hello? Hello, Andrew? Can you... Can, can you wait a minute. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hold on, I'll call him back. Let me try to FaceTime out here. Oh, it's going to be 60 reasons. I can't wait. 60? 6. Oh, I think it's 60. I was like, wait a second. Let's see if this works better. Sammy. Hello? Yo, yo, yo. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. That works. The okay. first call dropped. I don't know why. How you doing, Andrew? What's going on, boys? What's good, Andrew? How was the Super Bowl for you? Hey, man, I... I mean, I was on the side of uh, the correct prediction, so I, I was um, you no, know, I was satisfied with the outcome. But a uh, uh, good game, you know, Brady looked good. The the Bucks defense, my goodness! I mean, um, that yeah. Mahomes had no chance. No, what, he what had, did you guys think? He's running for his life, you know. No, they were just talking on here, and yeah, it was. It was a mismatch just because the, with the tackles being out, it was a complete mismatch for Mahomes. He had no chance, honestly. He gave it a valiant effort, I think. With the, oh, yeah. you know, he's basically parallel to the ground and throwing <laughs> heaters. I mean, there could have been some crazy catches. And Tyreek did drop a 
did drop one, but Tyreek dropped one, and um, Daryl Williams also got one hit off his eyeball. But yeah, they never really adjusted to like the tiggy tag refs either. Like no, when they kept getting called for defensive holding or pass interference or that, they didn't. They kept being aggressive. I think they led the league in defensive holding or defensive penalties mm-hmm. period last year. I'm not sure about this season, but and um, the, I think the Bucks led the league in most defensive pass interference calls, like like for them. So okay, in so, drawing them, in drawing, so that drawing makes sense. them. So it made sense, but and I'm kind. The only reason why I'm kind of glad it wasn't a close game is only because I wouldn't want to hear like people just taking credit away from the Bucks just because of the cu- couple questionable calls at the end of the second quarter. Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, people I are still I've... complaining about that anyway. But it gets harder to make that argument now because you're like they. The Chiefs had so many opportunities to score and they didn't. So like. It's harder to make that like, oh, if this would have happened, instead of it being like a one possession game and be like, oh, if this didn't happen, this would have. So it's just nice hmm. for at least the Bucks to get their credit instead of it trying to be diminished like, oh, if this happened, then Mahomes would have won. Yeah, I, I think mean, that's a great that point. Anyway, which is whatever, but. Yeah. It, it was a decisive victory, and I think that um, that. I mean, talk about cementing Brady's legacy. Like, what else could you add to it? But that's just another one. And, and he, you know, he didn't throw up crazy numbers or anything, but, you know, he had a very good game. And did you guys hear he's having surgery on his knee? Yes. I did see that, yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, so that's, that's interesting that, uh, that that came out. So I wonder how, you know, obviously he, you know, he looked good all season. He wasn't on the injury report all season. But, um, you know, I think that's that's kind of interesting. But definitely – Definitely a, a well-deserved win, you know, by the Bucks for sure. And, and I, I'd be surprised if the Chiefs aren't favorited for next year, though. <laughs> mm. Oh, I think they are by Vegas already. Oh, I'm sure. I got a question for both of y'all. It's a random question. Yes. It's, let me think. I want to say it's a 10-year anniversary. I could be wrong. Nine or 10-year anniversary of Linsanity. What I miss. Ooh, Siakam just had to All take right. flight. Sorry, but yeah, what do you? What's your guys' memories, or what do you remember about Linsanity that time? Because it was a crazy. Uh, I want to say three week period, maybe. Yeah, we were in. We were playing basketball. In high, we're in high school. Yeah, yeah. y'all were in high yeah. school. Yeah. I was. I was in college at the time. I was gonna say we were because freshmen. Right? We were freshmen in high school when this was going on. I just remember. I remember him taking it to the Lakers. Yeah, that's my vivid memory. Cause that's when it became a, a real thing. I think thing. I remember him like he jade over uh, Pau Gasol in the deep corner. I think it was some something along those lines. He was just giving the Lakers the, the spin work. move on Derek Fisher. Yes. I've never seen Madison Square Garden that electric like in the past. I don't know since their finals run, like uh, way back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, that was insanity. It was, it was insanity. I was crazy. I was. It was because we were 14, 13, 14 years old just watching Linsanity go off. Andrew, what do you remember? I, I remember I have one vivid memory. I remember being at Pat, our buddy Patrick Tatro's house. Ooh, shout out, Patrick. And talking with his dad, Rich, about Linsanity. This is like a, a weekend. Um, you know, he started off hot and he was it was just the beginning of, of what would what would be the the Linsanity short period. The legend of Linsanity. But I remember watching the, there was like a game that night and I, I can't remember who they were playing, but I think it was when he had that game winner against the Raptors. Yes. 
Yeah, so he had that game winner, and I just I just remember thinking like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. And so that that's like my number one memory of it in the moment when it was happening. And then I remember, so that was our freshman year, Keenan. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was later. It must have been sophomore year. I remember Chris Clowry had a Jeremy Lin Nike T-shirt. Either said <laughs> just Lin on it or Lin Sanity. It was orange. With oh. just the check mark, but I remember that vividly. Oh God, Chris Clowry. <laughs> One thing I remember, I remember that, that we got robbed by. So he was in eighth grade, so it definitely was. I think we were sophomores. Yeah. So he yeah. probably got it during Linsanity, but I'll, I'll. I remember that shirt for whatever reason, but I definitely <laughs> remember that that game winner against the Raptors. Um, but the whole experience was was awesome, and I was like so happy for him, and and uh, cool because. That was what, so Melo was still in the Knicks and mm-hmm. he was yeah. hurt during that whole time. Yes. If, yeah. if I'm correct. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So that, that's, I think that's one of the windows that opened up him, him playing so much for some other injuries as mm-hmm. well. But, yeah. uh, but it was an awesome ride. And then, you know, he bounced around after, but though for what that month or three weeks or however long it was, where, it's worth you it. You know, we, what did he average? Like 40 a game? It was crazy. <laughs> it, it was felt something like insane. It. He had, I remember Statline just like 21 and 14 and 5, like out of nowhere. Like Dan Tony just put him basically in that Steve Nash role and yeah, let him do his thing. It really shows how like good of an offensive mind Dan Tony is. Yeah. It's kind of like Andy Reid and like the NFL, kind of just such a good offensive mind that he can take anybody and make them crazy. Because like Andrew said, Melo was out. He came back and that was the thing was they went back to running it through Melo rather than that pick and roll offense. And it yeah. kind of, I think he got injured too towards the end, but it was kind of a weird dichotomy when he came back mm-hmm. but uh two things that we missed out on for that he was supposed to have like this ben and jerry's flavor that like had fortune cookies and then mm. people who, which i can see said it was like not racist but like kind of ignorant i guess you mm-hmm. know kind of tone deaf and they took that off the market but i remember this asian dude like who wrote for espn <laughs> at the time being on espn like complaining he's like that would have been a great ice cream flavor like who's really offended by that yeah, it was kind of um- funny so we got robbed of that, and we also got robbed. This is around the All Star break, so mm-hmm. it was around this time of year. Iman Shumper was supposed to be in the dunk contest. I don't know if you remember, Jeremy mm-hmm. Lin was like living in his like parents' house or something like that, like sleeping on their couch still. I think either when he was in San Francisco, like with the Warriors, yep. or whatever. But he at one point that season was living off their couch. He was going to take that couch and throw like a lob to Iman Shumper in the dunk contest, but Iman Shumper got injured like a week or two uh. before that. So that would have been. Two legendary, moment, possibly, two you know? legendary moments from Linsanity. And yeah, it possibly. And it would have just heightened the legend of him even more than it already was. Right? He got a documentary off that and all that. I don't know. It was <laughs> Worth crazy. it for him. He should have got most improved that year, and he didn't. I forget who got it. It was someone obviously worthy, but he probably should have yeah. won it. One of those ones where you're like, if he comes out of nowhere, like he almost automatically should win it. That might have been the lock. Was it the lockout season? That might have been. Possibly. I think, I it, was think it was. I think it was, actually. Yeah, my freshman. That, yeah, was, that, that was the 11-12 season, was I think, because the Heat, the Heat won yeah. the lockout year. I know that. That yeah, was they, their first championship, Yeah, they I beat think. the Thunder in five. Yeah. That was a, yeah. That was a fun yeah. year. That Ryan Anderson won it. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Who was on Houston? That was he on Houston? Houston? I think he was. No, he's on the Pelicans. Well, now he. The Hornets at the time. No. Let me see. Let me see. I want to say he was with Houston at the time because he exploded exploded for like seventeen, anywhere from fifteen to seventeen a game, just pick and pop demon. He was on Orlando. Oh, he was on Orlando. That's a random player, Rand Anderson. Actually, speaking of random players now. Lynn Sanity reminded me of remember Steve Novak? 
Yeah. Steve Novak was, he almost felt like a wave himself. <laughs> Everyone, he was a fan favorite. Yeah, I became a Steve Novak, <laughs> Novak guy after that. You know, he did the discount double check. Yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers at the time. So, yeah, he earned my respect for that. I was going to say, he was, that almost felt like a mini wave, not like a insanity wave, obviously, but just like but yeah, a little era. Yeah, he caught heat from it. Just like a little era of like, oh, wow, Steve Novak, he got actually like publicity just because he did things like that. Good. Speaking like, of discount double check, you see Drake in that State Farm commercial? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, during the Super Bowl? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah. That was the one where he wasn't allowed to talk, right? Yeah. Yes, okay. I thought, I thought it wasn't bad. I, I thought the commercials overall were kind of mediocre this year, but I, I kind of like I liked that appearance. Mm-hmm. That one, It wasn't bad at all. There was a couple good ones. Didn't Drake, Drake delayed his album due to a torn ACL or something like that? Did he yeah, really? he had surgery on his on his leg and i think i think it's coming and then and then back back to the the lint thing real quick i iman shumper just signed with the nets right? yeah he did yeah, yeah, yeah. okay shout out to iman shumper one of the yeah, best rappers in the league just too. <laughs> he hasn't played since i want to say cleveland in 18 he played with and the nets a little bit last year i believe oh, then got he? cut oh he did yep didn't oh, even know. didn't he play no he played for the kings right? and the kings I too yeah i think he had recently. that yeah. might have been the same season but yeah, he got both times. He kind of just disappeared, cut. but he was a decent role player. Yeah. yeah, he used to be one of my favorites to watch because he had bounce. He had bounce, and he was could lock not, up too. He, I was say he wasn't afraid to get after it defensively. I'm surprised he hasn't stayed around. I think I don't know why because he still got athleticism to him. He had a good stint um, in Cleveland. Um, he's got bars now, so and he he's got bars. I was too. gonna say he doesn't care about the he doesn't care about basketball anymore when he got bars. <laughs> and, and he's married to Tiana Taylor. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's a talented family right there. Uh, what would you guys? See, what were your guys' thoughts on the halftime show? <laughs> so you said that <laughs> Kyle Kyle hit me up and was like, we were we chatted about it a little bit. I was a fan. I believe Kyle was not. What were your thoughts on it? I thought the performance was cool. I just thought the audio was off for whatever reason. You know, it didn't sound as good as it could have. But the performance itself and the mm-hmm. idea of it, I thought that was all dope. The idea was cool. And we got a classic meme out of it too. I was gonna like, say the drunk memes with him and the. Yeah, well, would you think that whole maze thing? I thought that was really cool. I thought it was unique. For yeah, sure. it was creative for sure. It was unique. I honestly, I heard, well, actually watching it live was kind of hard. Our family was not allowing us to really watch it live, honestly. So I, I mean, went, we got a, we got we got a good view of it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, well, no, it wasn't any. It wasn't the a good older view. the older view crowd of, wasn't. I was going to say it was, the, it, uh, it was the audio. We really couldn't hear it as well <laughs> because people were not happy with it. But I went, actually, I watched it today. I didn't think it was all that bad. I heard, like, really, really bad things about it. Like, it was terrible. But I didn't have a problem with it. That's why I was a little shocked. Like, I thought it was going to be much worse. It wasn't Maroon 5, Adam Levine. <laughs> like, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the, one of the worst. It, it was wasn't, though. The it, audio was off to me. That's it. Yeah, it wasn't one of the worst. It wasn't one of the best. So. And what you get a lot in the Super Bowl performances, you get yeah. the audio may not be all there. That's why when it hits, it's a classic for sure. Yeah. Like Prince's, you know? Or Beyonce's. Beyonce's, yeah, she had a great one. With Destiny's Child. That was, Jalen and Shakira killed theirs last year, mm, too. Depending on who you ask, it wasn't enough singing for some people, but... Ain't nobody going to the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime for singing, I tell you that. But, no, I was looking actually at the top 10 Super Bowl performances. Actually, Prince is one mm-hmm. in the list I was looking. Beyonce was like three. Uh, in 2001, it was Aerosmith, Britney Spears, Nelly. I remember Nelly. that one. That was they, random as hell even then for me. Oh, it was like a second grade. Well, the hell they was. took literally every genre. They're like, hey, let's take R&B, Mary J. Hey, let's take pop, it was, Britney, 
hip-hop, but as much pop as you can get in hip-hop, let's take Nelly, then let's take Aerosmith, and then let's take and tie it all together. I was like, okay, I guess, if you're gonna do it. I have two replies to that. One, that was every bit of 2001 as you can get. Yeah. Right there. Like, that was, <laughs> like if you want a good time capsule of 2001, that's it. Besides 9-11, obviously. Yeah. Um, second, you said Britney Spears. Have you either of you heard about her documentary? Uh, yeah, actually, Danny was talking to me about it. I highly suggest. I saw you- it on, on uh, advertised on Hulu, but I I only read the description. I didn't. I haven't seen it itself yet. Give it a watch. Like even if you're not a fan of Britney Spears, give it a watch because it's interesting. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like dives into. I don't want to give too much away, but like basically, her dad has ownership over her career and her like yeah. her finances, which you know she's an adult. He's saying mm. she's mentally unstable. Shows, like, their relationship through the years, how he wasn't really even there for her, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And just, like, her rise, how popular she was. Like, even, I'm trying to compare. Like, Michael Jackson, the level of popularity he is. It's hard to explain how popular him, Britney, even MJ mm-hmm. was, Michael Jordan, in their respective she was a su- She was a superstar. She was a superstar, like, superstar, superstar. And, like, like, like they highlight that different. and the whole paparazzi and everything, like, shit was crazy like that is a hundred if you want a good like psychology and like what happens to celebrities to child stars watch that because it's a crazy look into like i didn't even catch most of it i was kind of just had it on in the back of my while i was just like going through mm -hmm. twitter kind of thing seeing what i would react to and yeah i'm definitely giving it a rewatch for sure i feel like we'll this is maybe a personal feeling but i feel like we'll never have a superstar superstars like that ever again that big and the reason why is because with social media, I feel you almost... The thing about those superstars sometimes is their appearances were so... They were like more few and far between. I and agree it, and I disagree. And it I was more... On. And I, I don't know. I just felt like when Britney came, it was more like, oh my God, I have to catch it now because I won't be able to catch it later instead of uh, things that you can catch later, which in some term could help because you can obviously, you'll always be able to grow in social media so big. But in the other, like everyone takes the mystique away from the athlete or the uh, superstar in question. No, I, I totally, I totally think that's right. I don't think we'll have pop stars like that anymore. And I think, you know, what you're saying, Keenan, with the social media is a huge part of it. Um, and I, cause I think, it's it's almost like social media spreads out the fandom. Mm-hmm. So you you know you have instead of one Britney Spears, you have like a Rihanna and a Ariana Grande and a Billie Eilish. It's like there's more. I believe there's more artists in general now, but just have huge fan bases that aren't necessarily like one you know one person that everyone is a fan of that everyone worships or or flocks to. Yeah. Um, and I mean like look at like you know, TikTok influence influencers, pe- people like that, that have, you know, 5 million followers or, you know, six, six, seven million followers when, when certain athletes don't even have, have as much. It's kind of crazy how that I think has diluted the, the, um, celebrity, the, yeah, the, the bigness of the, of, of the celebrity. So I'll definitely get that, give that, that Britney Spears show watch definitely looks really interesting. Um, I, I knew a little bit about her cause it's been in the news with mm-hmm. the legality of it with her and her father and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but she was, she was a superstar. I mean like huge. And I remember, um, you know, toxic, that song still bangs like, <laughs> yeah, to this day. Like I, I, I am ashamed to say like, I'll play that. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. Yeah. Britney's a legend for real. Like 
do this. Like, go see, go see how many of your female followers like follow Britney Spears on Instagram, and it, like none of it will make sense. Like from every subset, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They love Britney. Like it's crazy. I didn't realize she had that kind of reach, and that kind of paints a picture for you. Like as a kid, how many people like really loved her? Yeah, there you was that I mean? like "Leave Britney Alone" video from a while back. <laughs> <laughs> Britney Alone. That like started YouTube. Yeah, That's crazy. <laughs> honestly. But to answer your celebrity comment, mm-hmm. I do think, I think it's rare that we could have that star, but I yeah. do think that star is still possible. I actually think LeBron could have got that, reached that level of fame and admiration had he not moved around so much. I really do. Because early LeBron kind of had it. I was going to say, he would have, well, yeah, he was kind of like at the end of that era almost because he was in the, obviously, 2003, 2004, and up to the 2009 season, mm-hmm. actually up to really the 2010 season, he had the chosen one. Mm-hmm. Like, he was LeBron James, like, walking into the building. It's like, this is LeBron. Like, and I think Tom Brady, I think you'll see him get that more so after his career. Yeah. Because it's going to be a name you're omnipresent with. Like, there's names... I'm sure like Britney Spears or like Michael Jackson or some certain celebrities that you can't even remember when you didn't know them. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like your first memory of them is like real young, that type of thing. I think Tom Brady will be that. But it's kind of like with Jordan in a sense, like mm-hmm. you don't have to know a lick about anything. You just, sports wise. You just like either by shoes or just by hearsay or something like, you know, Michael Jordan's name. And I think Tom Brady with the Super Bowl, I think the Super mm-hmm. Bowl will really help because you have. Obviously, he won one in 2001, and then he won one in 2021. Yeah. He won a Super Bowl 20 so years apart. So it spans generations. So it's like you have four generations, kind of, like three or four generations, kind of just people who are going to be like, oh, that was Tom Brady. Other reason why I think it can happen, but it's got to be the right type of celebrity, whether it's an artist, whether it's an athlete. Um, I want to say Steph, too. He almost reached that level. He had a level of beloved before if Durant. Steph would have won the finals against LeBron, I think he kind of, that would have changed. 2016? Yeah. If he, because if he would have won and then went back to back, would have gave him the crown. You, he would have had some haters, but I, yeah, I agree. You, I think like, it would have been a different. And level. even then, like, and people like Britney had haters, but like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. different. But like, I think if you would have took the crown from LeBron, mm-hmm. you would have had your, you would have been the face of the league, owned the league. Plus, you would have just had a unanimous MVP. Word. Plus, the two-time champion in a row. Like, Steph could have gotten there. I think you're right by saying that. And then my other reason, have you guys like seen the fandom of like? What is it like the K-pop bands? Yes, like BTS and all that. Yeah, they're huge. They're popular in that same. Like they're obnoxiously popular. Like yes. might even be more popular than like MJ and them. MJ is like the only exception, but he they might even sur- supersede that. Just I don't because know. of the global standpoint, it's fucking of them. insane. I don't yeah. anybody I've asked, they like don't know how to answer. Like, yeah, like, I know what they, popular, I've, like, I know, you know what they are. I don't listen to some music, don't care for it, so I don't pay attention. I guess to like it some all, of the big ones are like hip hop too, which I didn't realize. I thought it was pop, but it's yeah, apparently K hip hop. And I didn't, re- I, I didn't realize some of their music was in English as well. I, I was curious, I. so I listened to like one of their top songs on like Apple Music or whatever and I was mm-hmm. like, yo, this is kind of a bop. I see like <laughs> why they have why they have millions of fans. But uh I don't I don't know. I think I have to disagree with you, Kyle, on on the Tom Brady. And I actually just saw a tweet and this kind of goes back to the celebrity thing. Mm-hmm. Was and again this is just speaking on influence and Instagram specifically. Mm-hmm. But it was like Tom Brady has like nine million Instagram followers and Cristiano Ronaldo has like two hundred and thirty million. That's like true. there's the like soccer as such international soccer that's true than, like, they have a different reach than like the well. NFL even and I and I feel like Brady at this point even though he's he's the go all this and that and 
you know, his legend is, is still writing itself. I mean, he's going to come back next year. I think, I think he's too old to have that crown. You know I, th- I think it has to be, it has to be like a young, you know, up and coming new, new person. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if, when, I don't know if it's going to be an artist per se, or if it's going to be an athlete. I couldn't say, I think I'm more inclined to say an artist, mm-hmm. but, I think it was But a lot. I don't I don't go on. I don't think Brady I don't think Brady would necessarily be able to have that kind of popularity or reach because there are so I think he has more haters than a lot of a lot of others. Like Actually, like Steph, yes, but I think he's he's in, in the camp where there are a lot of even the media as well, a lot of people that aren't fans mm-hmm. and not necessarily that that takes away from his influence, but I don't think he has that overall like superstar effect i agree with you and i especially agree with like the age thing that's gonna be that's where it's a little different i do think though when he retires i think we're gonna see him revered the same way as a michael jordan as a lebron as a kobe that kind of thing but closer to a jordan given his career especially not like if he really makes a run at eight you know what i mean or not saying he will but if i mean he did throw 40 touchdowns this year say Mm -hmm. he gets a better team he gets a if he makes a run or for some reason messes around and gets an MVP, like that would be a 44-year-old getting an MVP is literally out of this world. I think his I think I see his popularity until LeBron does it. Yeah. <laughs> until LeBron does it. Yeah. I think I just see Brady's popularity somehow rising. Like I've seen more positive Brady lately than ever when he was on the Patriots. Like before it was detractors and now it's like, "Oh, look at Tom Brady having fun" kind of thing. Like, yeah, because- everyone's kind of accepted it, which is where like that's how Mike became Mike, you know. Everyone just kind of was like, "Hey, that's MJ. You gotta beat him." Because I think when, because fair and unfair, you heard, "Oh, it's the system," or "It's Bill Belichick," mm-hmm. and then you heard, "And now oh, he just won by himself." And, yeah, and then it's like, "Oh, himself. they're not mm-hmm. having fun over there. It's all work, mm-hmm. no play, blah blah blah." You know, like that kind of thing. Like lunch pail show up to every day, and then you just watch Tom Brady. Kind of, you saw more of him, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "Oh wait, he won this way." With a whole new cast of people in a whole new location, yes. Andy's having fun. So it's like, all right, this Tom Brady's different. And I'm in I'm in the camp that, like I always like I always hated the Patriots, hated Belichick, hated Brady. I yeah. was kind of rooting for Brady, and I kind of I kind of like him now. And then I it made me come to realize I really don't like Belichick and the Patriots. <laughs> I I don't mind Tom Brady. Yeah, no, Tom Brady's like a fine. I always hated when you associate. Sometimes you associate the brand with the player. Like I, that's kind of mm-hmm. like with the Ball family. I've always hated how some people have put Lavar with Lamelo or Lonzo or Leangelo just because they're their own person. Like Lonzo, especially Lonzo, has never done anything to anybody. It's just the fact that obviously Lavar can be trash. You're like, ah, I don't like. I don't like Lonzo now because Lavar's talking. That kind of thing. I've seen a lot of people that have shared my sentiment on like the uh like with all the videos of the the parade and every or the the riverboat tour whatever you want to call it with yeah. the, that the Bucks had and like all the people are like oh you know what Brady's not that bad I really just you know hate hate the Patriots but uh I thought that was kind of crazy I I know like they were with their friends and family and weren't that close with fans. It just seemed kind of crazy with like everybody maskless and everything, but I guess it is Florida, right? Oh yeah, no, no, that that was a little that was a little much. That was the only thing that you're like, guys, 
I understand you guys with one, but there is such thing as a pandemic, so like, we should probably it, try to fix that. All the uh, all the comments on like everything I read was like, oh, so COVID doesn't exist in Florida, things like that. And a lot yeah. of people were like, yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it doesn't exist in Florida. Why would it? I'm back. I like, heard Keenan uh, brought up the Ball family again. Um, <laughs> it always comes back to the ball fan. Do you think Leangelo will? Uh, do you think Leangelo will eventually sign with the team and actually play? Um, I think Leangelo missed the boat of being an NFL tight end. I just think <laughs> he's like six six, probably two thirty. I think he easily could have put on like fifteen to twenty pounds. And his being athletic, he has the build of a tight end. So I hope if, for his sake, it'd be cool if he got into the league as just a bench warmer or role player for him. I don't think he'll ever be anything special, but yeah, his brother. I'm, his I'm surprised he didn't phenomenal. He didn't go to the football direction because Lavar Lavar played football. Yes, That's and, true, yeah. and he's actually like and Lonzo I, and Lamelo are built like basketball players. Leandro's just built like a football player. True. That, that's a great take. I I agree. I he should have he should have played football, and I and I think you can really tell the difference in when they were playing, because I always thought that Lonzo and Lamelo were really good, and, and Leangelo wasn't as good. He just had a he just had a different build. Like L- Lonzo and Lamelo were a little bit taller, a little bit skinnier, a little bit more athletic, whereas he was a little bit shorter, a little bit bigger, and not you know didn't quite have the hops or or the um, or that that uh, explosion. Uh, yeah, exactly that. That first, I'm looking for uh, herky jerky. That kind of play, yeah, mm. with the uh, that Lamelo really has, and Lonzo has to an extent. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, shit, man, he should play football. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Andrew Frank, I know you got some topics for us. So what you got? Oh, I just cut out. Would you say, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> I said I know you got some topics for us. So what do you have? All right, this is what I, I want to address. So all right. I was thinking about Kyrie Irving and just his career in general. What are your guys' thoughts on Kyrie as a player and thoughts on Kyrie as off the court uh, as a person? I want to kind of get your take on him. Can I go first? Yeah, I'd love, for, I'd love for you to go first, Kyle. So, Kyrie obviously played for my Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the team. No, Kyrie is. I've said time and time again. I think Kyrie and Durant have the prettiest games in the league. Like just I think game. Paul George honestly is up there too. Paul, Paul George is pretty smooth. Yeah, but but go on. Yeah, if you could right. give me anybody's games, like just give me their games. It would be Kyrie and KD. Like mm-hmm. honestly, like go on YouTube, watch some highlights, and just put on. Put the video on mute and just put on like some '90s hip hop in the background. Put some jazz on. Put any of that; it will fit their games. Like that's how smooth and tough mm-hmm. their games are. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the kind of respect I have for Kyrie's game. Like I, I'll go a step further. I think he's. I'll, I'll save that one. I'll no, save no, that no, one for whoa, the end. Whoa, 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 whoa! For the end. Oh okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll give him a higher compliment at the end. Okay. All right. I'm interested. Um, off the court, Kyrie is. I've said it a million times. He's like a cat. He's like a teenage girl. He's just, he's moody. He's like the other night he said the refs are against him. Like everything stacked against him. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Like y'all just lost two games. How are the refs against you? You know what I mean? Like he's like no team's battling what we're battling. Like he just goes on rants where you're like, what the hell are you talking about, Kyrie? Like he's, 
he's so unpredictable. And mm-hmm. he's supposed to be a, a franchise player. And you, no kidding, do not know like what the fuck you're going to get from him week to week as far as like what he's saying in the media, how he's acting towards his teammates. So that part takes away from the, the Kyrie experience. But just his game overall, his talent level, his shot-making ability, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Like, he's... Take away Michael Jordan's athleticism, that's Kyrie. That's how I feel about Kyrie. Like, that's how much of a genius he is on the court. What do you think of his Boston tenure specifically, being being a fan of your Boston Celtics? <laughs> of your it was, Celtics. He was incredibly fun to watch. You did not... You felt like he get a shot off on anybody in crunch time. Um, like I said, just the off the court stuff, that's what made it hard to root for him because you literally didn't know what he was gonna do. And he outright quit on us his last series against the Bucks. Like he straight up quit. So but I mean I think he's grown up and learned from stuff like that, but I, you just never know. And I think him having KD, Steve Nash, like that kind of group around him, I think it's gonna bring out the best in him. I would bet on Kyrie mm. going forward personally but it's hard to even say that because you just never fucking know but and then, and then to add you, you never know when you can take a two-week sabbatical no, yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly and then the the uh the last the last question i had regarding him you know before we we'll definitely move on to keenan i would just say is, hold uh, on what do you think about his, say he's the definition what do you think of, about his sneakers oh shit my bad my bad i just want to say one thing andrew i think he's a definition of high risk high reward yeah Mm. The very definition of that. My bad for cutting you off, but he's, he's like Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's a very good comparison. Kyrie's like Bitcoin. That's good. It's a title. But his sneakers. Uh, what do you I think, think about it? What do you think about his sneakers? I think you and I we've had some Kyrie discussions on his kicks. The Kyrie ones are mm-hmm. one of my all time favorite basketball shoes, like for sure. I still I still ball on them. Yeah, the double nickels. Those are hard. Those and I think they're the yeah. was it the dream ones? They're like the kind of red, yellow, green. Those joints. Do you want ones I'm talking about? Yes. I think they're black, too. I do. The, the ones or twos? Ones. Twos have the strap. The ones. ones. Okay, yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's those, and then I think there's a Black History Month pair of the ones that are that go hard, too. My favorite ones are the all-star ones. They have, like, that translucent sole that fades from, like, purple to blue. That's my oh, favorite Kyrie joint, but his shoes are hard. They, every, every iteration has been a favorite of mine. I was not a fan of the Kyrie twos. But they grew on me. Like, some of the pairs grew on me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of the strap. There was one that had, like, graffiti on it, and it just looked, looked like a $20 sneaker. I actually didn't, yeah. But, uh, but some of the twos, <laughs> I think, like, the finals edition of the Kyrie twos, like, is there a gray and gold one? Like, those aren't bad. Or I think there's a black and gold version. Something. But I'm more of a fan of the Kyrie ones, the threes, the fours are hard, and I think the fives, his last one in Boston. Those were underrated, and they're all like affordable basketball sneakers too. Those and the Paul Georges. Yeah, Paul. I, I've liked them. I like the PG three. I could give me a pair. I like them. me, Kyrie, on the, <laughs> <laughs> on the court. I think Kyrie is the best finisher below the basket I have ever seen. I think mm. Kyrie is. One of the probably ten greatest shot makers I have ever seen. Like if you have, like if you want the ball, six seconds left in the shot clock, and you need to put up a shot, there is like he can get it up no matter what. He can get situation. it up, and you. And the thing get about it is, 
it just it feels like a clean shot. Like it never feels like one of them he's just chucking up. It feels like an actual clean shot he's getting off. I mean, no one's really like a Jordan or a Durant. Like Durant for me is every shot for Durant looks like a good shot. But mm-hmm. you know, Kyrie on the court, best ball handler of all time. Uh, yeah, best ball ball handler of all time. Yeah, he's just. He is phenomenal. Sometimes he doesn't like to try on defensive end, whatever. But on the court, phenomenal. Off the court, couldn't hate him more. I just, I'm like, hate? sorry. I don't hate him. I couldn't dislike him more. I really don't. I, he annoys me to no extreme. Because it's one day it's, oh, yeah, our team's doing really well. Then the next day it's like, oh, man, I'm out. I'm not liking this. I need to go take a break. And then it's, oh, I'm back. Okay, I'm, we need to work together. Oh, I think I need six post-ups a game. He's really oh, dramatic in his post-game interviews. I'm like, Kyrie, you it's literally just, sound like a kid right It now. makes LeBron sound, like, perfect. <laughs> and, like, LeBron sometimes can be a drama queen. Like, I love LeBron, but, like, sometimes he can just can. be drama. But, like, he makes LeBron sound just like Tom Brady. Like, it just... I, I can't do Kyrie off the court. Shoes-wise, honestly, I'm not 100% sure. I'm not, like, well-versed in Kyrie's shoes, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. But... On the court, I think he is a magician, and off the court, I think he is a failed magic trick. I, I just think he's like you try to pull the rabbit out of the hat, and there's just nothing in the hat off the court. Like it's just he's annoying. Andrew, what's your thoughts on him? I, th- I think that's why it's such an interesting topic because he is. There's such a contrast between his on-court presence and his off-court in terms of like what he brings. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have you know fond fond memories of of him in Cleveland, but I really I really didn't like the way he left. And I want to say I was with you, Keenan, at the municipal building, bawling when that trade, the Isaiah Thomas trade broke. Do you oh, remember that? Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. I, I remember. I think I think it was you specifically, like right off your phone, like yo. Kyrie just got traded to the Celtics, and I was like, "Oh, here, here it goes." <laughs> but I mean, he'll uh, he'll you know he'll forever be definitely loved in Cleveland for the shot, you know, in the 2016 Finals, and you know, I'll I'll always love him because of that, and you know, I'll always love his sneakers. But I think off the court, he's just he he, he fascinates me though because he 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 is such a such a wizard with the ball and, and could do anything and he's definitely in my top five players just to watch on any given night yeah. i would watch him if he was on you know the kings or the magic like he you know he's that he's that much of an attraction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah. he just the the shit he says sometimes and and his actions just are so out out of this world sometimes and it's like, crazy because he's incredibly it, smart too it can't be out of this world world's flat but that's not the <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's he's almost just like I don't know if it's too smart for his own good, but he's also thinks the world's flat. So it's like <laughs> it's 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 so it's so contradicting. But I'd say overall, I, I am a fan of him, and I do want to see him do well. And um, I definitely am rooting for for him more than the Nets in general. But um, I I I, I think he's a fascinating player, and and. What do you what do you think the the odds would be that he retires still in his prime? Because I think that's pretty high, honestly. If they yeah. were to like win another championship, that's been thrown around that like people could just see him retire, just disappearing from the game. Especially like how focused he wants to be on social issues and like making a change. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, there's a great 
list out there of like the stuff he's done within the past year like as far as like just charitable work and like what he's done on social issues and i think he paid the WNBA salary during mm-hmm. the pandemic yeah stuff like that so that's also the good side of Kyrie off the court um, oh yeah, for me, let me. I'm just gonna preface this. Me saying Kyrie off the court couldn't hate him or couldn't dislike him more has nothing to do with what he's doing actually socially and mm-hmm. in the life. I mean, his basketball life off the for court. For sure, for sure. I'm just just wanted to put that out there so no one thinks I hate what he's doing <laughs> for charitable certs. But uh, I would say, as I was saying earlier, Durant, him being his best friend in the league and having someone like Steve Nash there, who Kyrie I'm sure respects as a coach, like mm-hmm. as a basketball mind. Mm-hmm. I think if everything goes right, let's say they get to the finals or, you know, get a ring. If he can just not be dramatic, which he hasn't shown in any of his three stops. Like he's he was dramatic, I think, three weeks into Brooklyn last year. Like there was some sort of drama with him. He barely played. (laughs) Yeah. If Kyrie or if KD can kind of keep him in check and Harden can keep him in check and like he really buys in. You know, the sky's the limit for them. And, yeah. you know, yeah, he won't retire on his We gotta prime. make sure we keep KD in check, too. Make sure he doesn't have too many burner accounts. But. I was, yeah, right? I was really hoping for, <laughs> I was really hoping for Kyrie to get traded for Harden on that deal day. Because I think that would have been one of the craziest days on NBA Twitter, like, ever. Like, that would have shut shit down. Like, especially given that KD and Kyrie were friends. I was really hoping for that. Because the yeah. NBA Not is dramatic good. every day of its NBA life. On or off be the better. season. What's up? So the Nets probably that's the thing. It probably would have been better. Like that would have been the smart trade. But they got all three. They lack depth. Who knows what they get down the stretch? But if you know everything, everything goes well. You know who if knows what Kyrie can be. Say, if everything goes their peak, they can win a finals. If I, I would see him continuing to play. And you know, of course, as long as he stays healthy, injuries have always been the thing with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. That's another part of the having him diet. on your team, right? Having him on your team, that sort of thing. You never know when that 15 or 8 game stretch without Kyrie is coming. Because yeah. it usually is coming. Yes. I think he only played like what? And Go ahead. And he's had injuries too, you know, through yeah. his career. Like um, in Cleveland and in, and in Boston as well. Like and several knee surgeries. He's had, shul- he's had shoulder stuff. He, he's, he has had his, his injury woes. I mean, I always, you know, wish him healthy. Um, but I, you know, I am excited to watch him on the Nets as much as I'll be, you know, rooting against them as a team. But uh, one last thing on Kyrie mm-hmm. is he's never had a fade like cut. Oh That's yes, yes. I, it's always really bothered me. Like he has <laughs> such a good hairline. Like he's he's almost got like a Paul George good hairline. I mean, his is a little low, but yeah, Paul, I always Paul George's got a strong hairline. That. He would have, he would have, he has like the perfect, just the perfect shaped hairline for, for like a fresh, like lower mid fade. And he's, he's never done it. He always kind of has like the, uh, the ice cube, like all same length going around. And the waves like, very too. Clean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, very, very cut. But, and now, and then, or he'll do like the mini afro. But I, th- I think he, I think he needs to, I think he needs to embrace the fade. <laughs> all right. So this is my last topic. Cause I, I do got to get going boys. And, and uh, wrap it up but i wanted to switch because we haven't really talked about this so i wanted to talk about movies okay okay so i don't know how much you know how much movie movie buff you guys are but i'm trying to get curious. more into movies trying to get more into it but i was curious what your top three movies were can i let you go first <laughs> my top three movies no order i have undercover brother <laughs> Um, that's a good one 
Can I say the James Bond series, Daniel Craig? Because they're all of them. No. Go ahead. I, nope. I need, you pick one. I need you one. Pick one. If I was to pick one, it would be Skyfall. Skyfall is okay. Skyfall is the best out of all of those. And three. Oh, maybe straight out of Compton. Maybe Classic. straight out. Maybe straight out of Compton. I really like that movie a lot. I say I don't say I'm I'm not too too big of a movie guy, but I do every now and again have movies that I come across and I'm like that is that is that is what I need. I love movies. I just don't watch as much as I should. It's so hard for me. To, like me and Danny were talking before. It's so hard for me to pay attention. Yeah. So like, it's hard for me to start any sort of movie. But there is movies that I want to watch and such. Andrew, I want to hear your top three. So my my top three is uh, Titanic is probably number one. Ooh. Damn, I was not expecting oh, that. That is random. That is Celine like Dion gets your heart. Yeah, <laughs> say that. Does that touch <laughs> not, your soul? Not Andrew? even so. When I was growing up, like I was just really obsessed with like the ship itself. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought, like, the boat and the disaster and everything around it was fascinating. Like, I have 100 models at my house and and 10 books on it, maybe probably even more. And I just always thought the ship was so cool. And then the movie with, like, the special effects that still hold up today, hmm. that are still, like, top-tier, amazing, like, could have been made in 2016, yeah. like, holds up. Like, it's just, it's, just an, it's just an epic, and it's, it's awesome. So that's probably my number one definitely was not expecting that my number two is uh the prestige by christopher nolan um which is it's it's awesome i definitely recommend it it's um christian bale and hugh jackman are two magicians at the turn of the uh the 19th century that are trying to like one up each other and and have you know vendettas against each other to to be like the greatest magician yeah and it's it's an awesome movie um it's kind of a not like a mind fuck but it's it's definitely a um like one of those movies you gotta you know you gotta pay attention closely and and there's a you know kind of a reveal at the end that's all i'll say Mm -hmm. but uh it's a very good movie i i highly recommend it and then my third favorite movie um is uh, is Inglorious Bastards by Quentin Tarantino? Mm. I've heard that's good. I have not seen it, but I've heard. Oh, oh if you if you if that's you a comedy, seen right? It, uh, yeah, so it's so it's Quentin Tarantino's version of World War Two. So it's it's it is it is fiction, um, and there are some some definitely some funny parts. I wouldn't necessarily call it a comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what you'd call it to be honest because like it's a dark comedy. It's historic. Yeah, it's a. I guess it's a dark comedy, dark satire, historical f- fiction. Gotcha. Um, but it's great, and there's a lot of really good performances in it. Um, Christoph Waltz won an Oscar for best supporting actor. He plays this um, this Nazi SS officer who he needs. He could be one of the best villains in a movie of all time and then um one of my favorite actors michael fassbender has um one of my favorite scenes in a movie all time in that movie i'll just call it the bar scene mm-hmm. and um when you see the movie you'll know what i'm talking about i might have to give all three of these a watch well, i've seen the titanic but i've never i haven't seen it in full since i was like five no joke i weirdly it's remember also my like first time hours, watching that. So I yeah can't it's four it. hours long. yeah it, it is a chore if you don't like it but if you do then 
I remember for whatever reason I was picked up from kindergarten because you know kindergarten was like half day. Yeah. And like it was made a big deal that we're gonna watch the Titanic immediately after. Like I don't even think you were born yet. Like, I mean, I don't if you were in kindergarten. Oh wait, was, yeah, you might have been like one. If you're in kindergarten, you've been five, and I would have either been yeah, you not so born you were yet, like, or like I was right there. Like it all depends. It came out in ninety seven. Ninety seven. I was born May twelfth of ninety seven. So <laughs> I think. I think you might have been born, but I remember I watched it and I watched it in full. That's like one of the only movies, like still, to make me fucking like cry as a five or six or whoever I was. But uh, Marley and me almost had me tearing when I was in seventh grade. Toy Story three, bro. I gotta check the Toy Story series again. I guess. (laughs) Um, my top three probably. I'm trying to think about this in some order. I think I'd put Wolf of Wall Street number three. That's definitely my top ten. Okay, there you go. Because Leo kills that. Like, he's off the fucking chain in that movie. As is, uh, what's his name? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost called him Seth Rogen, but yeah, Jonah Hill. He kills his role, too. Like, that whole movie is entertaining from start to finish. Number two would be Training Day. Denzel, iconic performance. Like, him Mm. just going full bad guy Denzel. Like, he murdered his role. You've seen that, right, Andrew? Oh, yeah. I've seen Training Day. All right. So, that's, that's number two for me. And number one, unequivocally, is Goodfellas. Since the moment I watched mm. it, that's been my favorite movie. And that's a lot like Wolf of Wall Street as far as action-packed from start to finish. It's another Same director. Scorsese, too. That's right. Both directed by Scorsese, Martin Scorsese. Uh, yeah, very similar pacing. It's obviously like a New, it's a New York mob movie. The other one's a New York Wall Street movie. So you get a lot of the same lingo, really, there. Mm. So uh, and I think they're both, like, their period pieces would both be kind of similar. Now, Wolf of Wall Street's probably a little later, 80s, 90s. And I think Goodfellas is based in the 70s. So, yeah, not. Yeah. But, yeah, that's probably my top three. And then maybe 3B would be He Got Game. Denzel Ray Allen. That's a great movie. I mean, Jesus I was gonna, Shelsworth. I was going to ask Jesus that for, for, for sure. best basketball movie specifically. I think He Got Game is probably number one for me that personally. Coach, but Carter? I th- Coach Carter's pretty good, Coach too. Coach Carter, too. Um, <laughs> or if you're a kid, I rebound. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Space I Jam. think it was an old... Sorry, go on. All really good picks. I think I've seen everything. Ex- <laughs> I, I think I have seen some of Undercover Brother. <laughs> it's classic. God, do I love Undercover I, Brother? I Eddie can't Griffith say that I've, I've, uh, I've seen it. I've seen the whole thing though. <laughs> I, very much like Undercover. My Brother. one gripe about He Got Game is there's like no hip hop anywhere in that movie. It's all like classical music during the basketball scenes, and mm-hmm. it just makes no sense. It like throws the whole movie off. But other than is that, He Got Game? Is that Spike Lee? Yeah, Spike Lee. Okay. And uh, I want to say Kobe and AI were both offered the Jesus Shuttlesworth role, which is kind of crazy to think about if Kobe or Allen Iverson take that role. But yeah, Ray Allen Allen did really good in that role. Mm -hmm. He he can act, that's for sure. I feel like AI would have fit that perfect, too. Yeah, he's more... I don't know where Ray Allen grew up. He actually went to school on the East Coast, but yeah, AI kind of fit that East Coast, that Brooklyn more than Ray Allen. AI is just... More street, yeah, yeah. Like it fit, just street. It would have fit the, it would have fit the attitude of that movie. Probably yeah, had Alan and that's, I was gonna say not that Ray Allen did any bad. He did well. I'm just yeah, thinking, I'm just thinking AI was just street, and you have more publicity if it's AI because yeah. AI is just a bigger name. Yeah, I mean, is either it, way, is Ray it Allen's, AI from West Virginia? Yeah, he yes. is. He is. That's right. Him and him and Randy Moss both, and I think Mike. Yeah, Nick. they went to the same high school. I think. Did they really? I think so. Oh, shit. I know I Randy Moss and so. Jason I, Williams did. Jason Williams and Randy Moss played on the same team. God. 
Is, Randy Moss probably could have definitely played in the NBA if oh, he wanted Randy to. Randy Moss could have probably done whatever the hell oh, he wanted easily. to do. <laughs> yeah. so, so he's one of those like Odell probably Odell could have played soccer, probably could have figured out playing baseball, could have played he basketball. Was so- he was in no, he, soccer. He was like, when yeah. a- Andrew told me that, our other friend Andrew Medley, when he told me that Odell Beckham U13. was like, yeah, one of the best youth players in the country. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I can't even imagine Odell getting like a cross across the middle. Like, oh, the, the amount of kicks he could do with his no, acrobatic. He, I was going to say, Odell honestly may be like top three for my most athletic person in the entire world. Like, he can do, he was hitting 300 foot bombs. That's with, right, with, yeah. Just randomly, just picked up a bat. Like, hey, this is what I do, kind of. Like, he's just so naturally athletic and could probably do whatever sport he decided to choose at a pro level. Um, his mom was like an Olympic uh, track athlete yeah. as well. I think she did hurdles. hurdles like yeah. he could have, he could have done like yeah, he runs anything. Like a, yeah, he runs like a four three. He definitely could have if he worked on that speed. He definitely could have been at least semi good in that. Like, all, but yeah, no, definitely, definitely one of the most athletic people in the entire world. Andrew, next time you come on, we'll have to talk TV because I'm more, a little more well versed in TV than I am movies. I got to get back on my hell movie yeah. grant at some point. Hell yeah, I'm about to, uh, I'm about to watch. So I just started watching uh, Nip Tuck. That was good when it was out. I remember people really liking it. I personally didn't watch it, but I remember that being like a popular show whenever it did come out. I've yeah, thought started- about getting the Lost. The Lost looks crazy. I've heard that's crazy, but there's like. The seasons are like 25 episodes long, which is fucking insane. That That's going to be a chore, man. That's a haul. That it's is. tough to watch with a lot of NBA on right now. That's true, yeah. NBA is on every day. League Pass. League Pass is one of the best investments. Oh, oh yeah. Like, I was going to say League Pass and then Sunday Ticket if you like NFL. Like, those are two. NBA needs like a red zone setup, though, to where you can kind of catch the ending of like all the important games or when someone's getting like a yeah. heat check moment. Wob on Twitter. It- Worldwide, wow. they he need to. Uh, they talked about this on Twitter recently. They need to yeah. work on, especially when you have like ten games at one time, to like stagger the start. Yeah, stagger so them by five minutes. The endings. So. Yeah, so you can yeah. see the endings all, you know, all within one night. You can, you know, the main channel can just flip to the next game, so you can see like a lot of the regular season action. That that it's it's not it's just not as good as a highlight. You like in the moment it's like so much more amazing so yeah i think the nba really needs to capitalize on that and like make a league pass too where you can do like eight games at once if you want oh back to movies i think next one i'm gonna catch i believe it's one night in miami that's based on like muhammad ali malcolm x and who the yeah fuck it's on yeah i saw that on amazon sam Prime. cook on i believe list. yeah i gotta watch that i plan on watching like two weeks ago i don't know what the hell happened but, I think Jim Brown too. I yeah, Jim say. Brown. Yeah, that looks that movie looks crazy, and I've heard good reviews about it, so I got to catch it. For sure, for sure. We'll definitely talk. I, th- I think we should do more. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do a TV, um, you know, pop culture segment for sure. I'm ready for any time you want to bring up any cartoons. I can. I've been talking <laughs> cartoons. He's got the cartoons unlocked. I, yeah, no. I'm, I was telling. I was discussing with somebody the other day. Well, not the other day. A few weeks ago. I was saying how you can tell the difference between a Nickelodeon kid, a Disney kid, and a Cartoon Network kid. It's like, weird. You can. I'd probably. I'd definitely be a Nickelodeon kid. But I'm a Nickelodeon kid. But it's weird because I am. I have a Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. I watch so much Cartoon Network too. I watch. Do you still? Um, I don't watch. When I watch, I watch like American Dad and Family Guy. But Word. before, okay, I so watched, more Adult Swim. I watched, but as a kid, I watched. 
about everything on Cartoon Network. I really did. I watched. So I actually much. don't remember. That's crazy. I watched. So I always much. had Nickelodeon on, and then like if other people like watch Cartoon Network, I'd watch it with mm-hmm. them. I mostly watched Nickelodeon, and then I had a Disney run somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched kid. a little Disney. I definitely, I've watched so much, but yeah. But I'm a like Nickelodeon a- kid, I would say. Andrew, what about you? What, what, what kid are you? Are you a PBS kid? Those ABC <laughs> Family kid? <laughs> Andrew's definitely not a PBS kid. <laughs> P- PBS kids are, like, weird. <laughs> because the, the PBS kids weren't, like, allowed to watch Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network. SpongeBob I don't, was too I don't know how... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I don't know because I watched all three. Because I remember, same for me, like Di- Disney. It was like the movies, like Smart House and Luck of the Irish and uh, Xenon Girl of the Twenty First Century. Like those movies are like childhood staples to me. And like so Monsters say, like, Inc. was Disney too, and like things like that. Looked. Oh yeah, definitely the the Pixar movies yeah, as the well. Pixar but movies, I mean, just yeah. just generally like Disney, TV. Yeah. Was like the Disney like original movies. Like uh-huh. I remember every night, every weeknight at eight o'clock, I would like beg my parents, like please, please, we gotta watch Luck of the Irish for like that <laughs> basketball movie for like the thousandth time. And my dad hates that movie more than anything. Um, Yo, that's hilarious. Oh but, shit! Uh, Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network were like definitely staples. Like summertime, like waking up, it was like young. It was like Rugrats. Rocket Power, you had SpongeBob Classic, Fairly Odd Parents, Jimmy Neutron, that's all Nickelodeon. But then on Cartoon Network side, you had like uh Codename Kids Next Door. Fossil um, Song, Imaginary Friends, Camp Lazlo, Ed Ed and Eddie, Courage the Cowardly Dog. I've been I've been going over that, <laughs> like I'm telling you. He's gonna unlock. Keenan was ready. He came I thought I was rattling off a couple. He was like a barrel. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I've been, I've been also talking about this with I talked with Caleb and New at work and with Danny. I've been pre- and this just all came off of my head when I was looking at it, too. There were so many shows. I also feel like if you were an early 2000s cartoon kid for Nickelodeon, it's different from when... Because like if you didn't get to witness Rocco's Modern Life, Angry, Beaver, Angry Beavers, Kablam, and those shows, then you shows missed out. Hard. You missed out. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry. If you work, if you woke up to only Spongebob in like 04, then you missed out. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was an era. That I was think- an era for sure. Cousin that was scared. definitely an error. I think I think Nick died in like oh five after the SpongeBob movie, to be honest. And I think I think on like I've seen like clips of what the shit they're playing on those channels now Disgusting. and it's like Yo, Cousin Skeeter it, had Megan good. Like, come on. That's where she got her career start, I'm pretty sure, probably. Yeah. Yo, like Drake and Josh, uh the Amanda Bynes show, like the list goes <laughs> on. And All that. Good. Keenan and Kelly, yeah, Keenan and Kelly. The, we used There's to get that nothing so much like, as a kid. yes. <laughs> uh, Good Burger, like, yeah, Classic. like you, you name it, like, I, and there's nothing better than uh, Nickelodeon because you watch like the, uh, you know, SpongeBob or whatever cartoon in the day, then you wake up sweaty at night. It's like one o'clock, and you got the George Lopez theme song <laughs> playing with the Nick at night. Yeah, wake you up out of your sleep because all you hear is that loud trumpet. You're like, okay, oh, it's George Lopez. Oh, it's Lowrider. Like, time to go look at beautiful that, uh, Carmen. <laughs> that actually happened to me. Like, I know it's a meme. Like, you wake up at one o'clock sweating. And it's just the, the creepy ass George Lopez theme song. But that shit happened to me, bro. <laughs> what did like, happen? that was real. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I never fall asleep with the TV. I'm always, I keep it 100% dark. So 
Oh, I don't I'm, have those situations. I was often. a t- I was a TV guy. I watched so much. If I went to bed prior to ten o'clock, went eight See, fourteen to eighteen, I was watching TV from at least two to five a.m. It's got to be was, cold for me, and it's got to be pitch black for me to sleep. Oh, I'm I'm the same way, Kyle. Like it's got to be. I gotta have a fan on. It's gotta be cold, and it's gotta be pitch black. But I swear to God, I would go to bed. The TV would be off, and I'd wake up at one o'clock, and the TV <laughs> would be on. It would and be on George dr- Lopez. George Lopez summoned. <laughs> he summoned the satellite to come on. Of course. That's for real. Direct TV, bro. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Random, going back to the Disney movies, though. Someone said at me a few. This I think this was in the summer. Most random snap I've ever got. They were watching fucking Cadet Kelly. Oh. If anyone I knows that. Yo, I, remember the, I, don't I was like, how fucking old are we that you're watching Cadet Kelly? Hillary Duff was like my first crush. Yeah, she got thick. So that... She's looking nice. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, she's like, now she's a milf, you know. Like it's crazy, but she, that uh, oh, shit's that right. Liz- Lizzie McGuire. That that was a bang show. The Lizzie McGuire movie. That is like, that has got to be a top twenty-five right there. Just off nostalgia, like that's just a whole era. But Hillary Duff was fine. Still is. Yeah, I don't know how we got from. What we go? We like we start off with the Super Bowl, and now yeah. we're at Hillary Duff <laughs> Disney movie. That's some reach right there. Yeah, you're gonna have to chop this up into like ten different episodes. <laughs> Might have to. Might have to. Andrew, it's great talking to you. We'll let you go. This Let's is watching Nick Knack. This was Andrew. This was Kyle. This was Keenan. Warner Brothers Podcast. Follow us at Warner Brothers Podcast. We'll catch you.